You are listening to Resident Advisors Exchange. I'm Martha. Thank you for joining us. Helena Starr is our interviewer this week. We're about to take a listen to a conversation between her and her good friend, the producer and DJ Tisha. When I'm on my own, I make a lot, a lot of shit. Like, a lot. Like, Helena, I was... Some of the stuff you... If I went through some of my ideas, you'd be like, what the hell is this? Like, what is she doing? Because you have to go through a lot of shit to find something, a good idea. And, like... And I'm getting better at getting good ideas quicker, which is good. Tisha started out on community radio and the mobile DJing circuit, playing events like weddings. She released her debut EP, Dawn, in 2018, and later caught the ear of Bonobo, who included another track of hers on his Fabric Presents compilation. Tisha's first set off the wedding DJ scene was at Fabric itself. A couple of years later, and Tisha is well on the way to becoming a crucial name in electronic music, with her Apple Music radio show, stacked tour schedule, and an album in the works. As you're about to hear, Helena and Tisha chatted about navigating the music industry as an introvert and writing music about Tisha's new relationship with her recently discovered sister. There's also some super practical tips and lived experience sharing insight on the steps she took to get her career off the ground. I hope that you have a wonderful listen to Tisha and Helena Starr on RA's Exchange. Tisha. Hi mate. <laughs> what am I doing? This feels weird. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> now Martha's gone, we're like, oh, we've oh, actually got to talk to each other. Oh fuck. <laughs> well it's funny because obviously we know each other from before, but I've never actually spoken to you in this kind of professional almost. Pro- professional sense. I know, it feels weird because yeah. all of a sudden it feels a bit awkward even though it shouldn't because we're friends. Exactly. So <laughs> I know. And it's funny, do you know what? Even like writing questions about you, I was like I feel like some of the stuff I already know, but it's going to be interesting to know a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you? I was going to ask you how your weekend was before, but this is probably the best Best time. time. So first weekend back in the dance. It's crazy. It's been crazy. How are you feeling? How was it? What did you get up to? I feel amazing. My heart is full. Mm. Um, I played two gigs on Saturday, which the the first gig was kind of a last minute. I covered somebody um, at Motion in Bristol. Oh my gosh, nice. Um, which was amazing when I got there, like play, played, started out on 1500 people, and then it filled up when I was playing, oh which was just Lord. like, uh, just to see people together again. Yeah. And I was buzzing off the energy. I got a bit drunk. I, do admit, I did drink <laughs> too much, like, too many G and T's as I was dancing. Um, yeah, we're all excited. <laughs> and like, I got to play some like tunes I've never played before. Cause you know, mm. like during the kind of 18 months, there's so many songs that come out that you've just not got to play out. And, yeah. it, and it almost feels like you're playing an old song, but you're like, no, no one's heard me play this out before. So it's exactly. actually new now. <laughs> <laughs> And I got to play my own, some of my own tunes. I got to play Demba. I've never seen any, oh like I've gosh. never played that song out in my life, and that went down really well. Yeah, how so did it go? Was it? It was yeah. Everyone loved it, which was great. Um, 
yeah, so I just feel so fuel like fuel. I feel so full. <laughs> I fueled <laughs> and full. <laughs> fueled and full. Yeah. And then I was at um standing calling, mm. which was a very close call because it had three hours to get from that gig to there. Um Wait, what which, time were you playing? So I started uh four t- I did four till six at motion. Yeah. And then I had to get to uh Hertfordshire for I started at nine PM. So oh I got there with twenty minutes to go and then I went straight started playing. Um yeah. which was a great gig as well. Everyone was having a good time. Like I got to see Demi Requiz I never know how to say the end. Requismo. Who did a remix for me, um, for yes. my essential mix? He remixed Ember. Mm. So we had never met in person, so that was nice. Um, and I got to say hi to hi, hi to hi, hi to hi, <laughs> hi to hi. <laughs> um, and that was just, it was just great. It was just mm. a great weekend. And I know, uh, you know, it's just good to be back, isn't it? It's so good to be back. And actually, that's another thing which I really had missed is meeting people mm. and going around and seeing people, like you said, who you hadn't actually been able to connect with in person through lockdown. So it's been, I mean, it's been amazing. And you also played at um, Access, the festival as well. That Yeah, that was a few, that was like a month before yeah. when things were actually still locked down. There was just- they That was a some, test, wasn't it? A test festival. I don't think it was a test festival. They had, they had some sort of loophole basically. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on. I didn't ask too many questions. They were like, yep, the government said we could do this. Everyone, had, everyone was tested before they went. So mm. it wasn't like, you know, everyone just came there and gave everyone COVID. Yeah, but, um, it felt safe. It felt safe. Um, that was different. That was an interesting one because the crowd was like super, super young. It was like it felt like um like a uni thing. Yeah. Um, which I'm I'm not used to playing. And my general like my music and what I play and my taste generally go down to people kind of like twenty five and over. Yeah. Um, which is not to say that eighteen year olds don't like. They're it not well. allowed to listen. <laughs> no, they're allowed to listen. Yeah. And I'm sure some. They are some that love it and like it. Mm. Great. I think. But I always think when you first start going out, you haven't really fully um developed your ear yet, and like your tastes haven't fully matured yet. So it's like, sometimes you might play something and they're a bit confused. And yeah. like, <laughs> but <laughs> it went down really well and I had a solid a solid crowd and, and yeah. people asking for my tunes, which was nice. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that festival. Just nice to be back. And you've yeah. got, I'm assuming, a lot coming up in the summer or hopefully yeah hopefully if, uh, life yeah you know <laughs> you don't like to say too much do you just in case no. um yeah i've gone booked out every weekend mm. um which was a nightmare when i was trying to find my a date for my birthday party but because i was like i'm not available to even celebrate my own birthday but um <laughs> yeah like it's gonna be a busy yeah a busy summer hopefully and as well as djing in festivals you've just started a new radio show um, yeah, with yes. Apple Music, Jackfruit Radio, which started out as a party. Am yes, right? it did, yeah. Um, am I right? I was there you at were your there. party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you came to, the, I only got to do one because of, yep. It was just before the, lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, well, just before lockdown, January, yeah. I can't remember what year mm. COVID <laughs> even started. Um, right. Was it 2019 or 2020? It was 2020, oh my gosh. Yeah, 2020, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't remember. Um, yeah, 2020, January 2020, I had a my jackfruit party. You were there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. Was I great. just It was the thing I was hoping to build. And um, then life happened and then I couldn't mm. do any more. And then when I got the opportunity to do the Apple radio show, I was like, I want to make this like part of the branding yeah. and I'll keep people interested. And hopefully when the parties come back around, everyone will know what it's about. Mm. So tell us a m- bit more about it from what I've listened to, which is... I love it. I mean, it's the, one of the 
most interesting radio shows that I've listened to. I've never really heard a show done in that way, which is refreshing. It's so nice. Had you always had ideas about it being like that or was this kind of built over over time? Um, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I had no idea about what I wanted. Um, yeah. I was really inspired by the Midnight Gospel on um, Netflix. Love that. So I love that show. Um, and I, w- I wanted the artwork to be animated mm. and I wanted to kind of do world creating um because like you know i could have done anything apple are really chill and yeah. you can literally do anything um i could have just done mixes mm. i could have done you know just a standard like just int- intro in songs or yeah. whatever um but i was like oh if i'm gonna do this and and they've got a budget and they like you know yeah i was like let's make something cool like let's try <laughs> let's try some stuff out and like see yeah. what happens and um so yeah i wanted the animation as the artwork so they like made an illustration of me and mm. like made like this little world which was kind of cute and then um and then in terms of like the way the show progressed we tried so many different things like um i tried to do it as like my internal monologue um <laughs> like what your brain is telling you yes yeah, so i was like <laughs> trying to like speak in real time as if like i was like going That's about hard my- yeah, it was hard but you know what? it sounded really it actually sounded cool when it was some of it was quite funny but um yeah. then the producers of that were a bit like people might not know what's going on like yeah. they might be a bit confused if um because i was literally just being like you know da 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 like in my head like <laughs> <laughs> talking to my dog or like saying where's my keys or like shouting at my dog or whatever and then going oh i better go to the studio and all this stuff in my head oh, okay like yeah, trying like to that. be like um like mm. going through my day basically mm. but like talking to myself and then the music was supposed to originally like link into like things like say like i was walking to the studio it'd be, that like, a, mm. it'd be a song that i put on while I was going to the studio or like something that inspired me. So that was the original kind of idea. And then we tried like a a diary entry. Like, so it was like a bit like a Bridget Jones's diary (laughs) or something like that, which didn't really work. Um, And then we kind of landed on this thing where it's just like me just talking and Lax just like kind of going off into random tangents and just talking about my week and stuff and then bringing the music. And then obviously the sound design was all kind of psychedelic and based around very like dreamlike. Dream, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah dreamscapes. Yeah. And um, mm. and then when it came to like the interviews, because I always wanted to do like I wanted to showcase other artists, especially like new artists as well. Yeah. Um, and people that I admire, and um, so that I wanted to make that a bit more interesting. So that's where it got set up. Is like kind of like I'm having a dream, mm. and then the person that I'm interviewing comes to my dream. Um, and I thought that was just a more interesting way of like setting Definitely. it up. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's it's a weird show, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, and I yeah. and I and I'm really proud of the team that worked on it because everyone was really into it and just was just like, yeah, let's do this. Like they were up for anything, and I think like even on one episode, um, uh, Adam who does like these a lot of the sound design stuff for like. Mm the dreams dreamscape and stuff like that like i think he want he actually went out on a canoe and like got water sounds because he couldn't find the right water sound for like i love that because the interview with um daniel avery yeah. uh, he's on a boat and he's coming like i see him in the distance and then he comes he's like oh do you want to ride <laughs> and um because he couldn't find the right water sound i think he actually went out on on like a canoe to get the sound that's so, dedication yeah and love that. i love that the team has just been amazing that's the best part of radio as well it's not just like doing what you're saying but having that team team which create this 
Yeah, and they they just happened to be the best people, which was really nice. Like I was fortunate enough to be working Amazing. with all really lovely, lovely people, mm. which is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> and had you done radio prior to this show? Um, I'd done radio years and years ago before I released music, yeah. I, and I was like DJing like hip hop music. Um, yes, I did a show with a guy called um, Mr. Play, which is like he's like a hip hop. I don't know, dance all like urban yeah. DJ present like presenter personality yeah. guy. Um, and I remember back when I had like a BlackBerry, you know, when we had <laughs> BBM, BBM, yeah, back on BBM. God, I was on it all and, the time. And um, I was like, <laughs> this is when I was like learning to DJ. Mm. I wasn't even like that good yet. I was just like proper learning, and um, I somehow got his like bbm or something and we were talking and i was like i really want to go on radio like uh, i'm learning to dj and i was like proper passionate and he was like okay come down to the to my radio show and it was at a place called the the beat at the time they were called in I london think. yeah it was yeah. in um i think i, I think it's west london i can't remember what it's called i think it's still going right is it the beat they might have renamed basically it was one thing yeah no it was called bang radio at the time ah. and it's renamed the beat because I don't know I don't know if they got bought or something changed mm. but um at the time it was called Bang Radio and I came down so then I was like co-hosting with him um and he tried to like teach me some things and that's which so was really cool. nice um yeah he was super open because I was like passionate and he was like she's yeah. gonna DJ she's gonna do this she, go on go for it so um that was like my first radio experience and that was like a bit different because I wasn't leading I was just kind of like interjecting which yeah. was like being the added person on the show <laughs> um so yeah that was my first like radio experience that's a good way to learn though you know sitting in with someone who's already doing it and just like learning on the job yeah you know um and actually that kind of ties into what I was going to ask you about like your early inspirations and your early journey into music so I read that your older brother mm -hmm. is a DJ is well, he was is, was a DJ yeah? yeah he DJed for a period when he was like kind of 18 to yeah. like 20 he was DJing um and he was um, a really, 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 really good DJ. Like mm. lots of people spoke about him, and mm. he was going to do this and do that. But he he's um <laughs> he's a a naughty boy and um, <laughs> went down some very like bad paths and right. stuff. So he didn't end up like that. Didn't come to like fruitation. Mm. Um, but through like having him in the house yeah. DJing and practicing, and my mum loving dance music as well, and like she was going raving too. Yeah, she was going raving too. Um, and them just hearing them speak about it mm. and like the whole you know whole Saturday daytime it was just like booming in my house he had the decks out mm -hmm. and I was dancing around the living room and sometimes it got annoying because I wanted to watch like Keenan and Cal and stuff because <laughs> it was like mom it's so loud and yeah. she'd be like oh he's just practicing <laughs> you know what mums are like yeah um, <laughs> especially with boys yeah um, <laughs> but yeah and then um so that seeped into my conscious and, mm. and that's one of my early memories of knowing of a dance genre yeah. was jungle which people were like really how did you know what that was I was like I didn't fully understand but I knew that that's what what my brother was playing at one yeah. point and I was like I remember turning to my mum and saying what is this and she was just like it's jungle it's called jungle and I was like I like jungle <laughs> like just being like a na naive little girl or whatever but I was just yeah. like I like the sound of it and I was just like dancing around yeah. so that was kind of like yeah my first early introduction to dance music. That's so cool. But you then kind of, as you start to DJ, because I, I saw again that your mum bought, bought you some decks after you asking her to get them for you, right? N no, 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 she didn't buy me decks. Oh. No, I wish she bought me decks. <laughs> um, no, no. So basically um, when I was like 16, I asked for decks. Yeah. Um, and because my brother, 
because she'd helped like you know get his dj stuff and then he ended up like going off on some other tangent yeah. or whatever so she felt like some type of way about buying it again oh uh, she's like i'm not spending all this no, money she's like they're expensive <laughs> yeah. and i did this for your brother and then he <laughs> and then, do you know what that was um, that was like my luck when I was a kid because I had another brother that got a moped and then he like wrecked the moped and oh then no. so when I was so when I also when I was 16 I was like can I have a moped then and she was like no I got your bro- other brother a moped and he wrecked it but and in the end to be fair in the end I got a puppy which was that's pretty good that was pretty good yeah. because she was like I can't get her a moped and I'm not getting her decks need to distract her or something <laughs> yeah um so no she didn't buy me she didn't buy me decks I did like um have some friends that were like and I'm not I'm not into drum and bass uh, at all but at the time they i had friends that were like heavily into mm. drum and bass um and they were like djing and emceeing um, wow nice um, and they were like a few years older than me so i got to have a little go on the decks they tried to show me some stuff and i was like not the emceeing not the em- oh no definitely not the emceeing not no, the no, 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 <laughs> one and two yeah i'm on the mic yeah teacher in the house um everybody in the back yeah <laughs> No. Um, no, 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 it wasn't it wasn't quite like that. But um, yeah, I had a go then. And then mm. after that, I guess I kind of, um, I guess went off to like do college and stuff. And I was like, I, I was working in bars and stuff through like Freshers Week. And yeah, um, yeah like my, I kind of put that in the, in the back burner because I was told the equipment was really expensive. I yeah. didn't have the money. My mum wasn't going to buy it for me. <laughs> yeah. um, so then I just moved on to like, whatever I was doing like at the time of studying dance and stuff so mm. that was just my focus I was like I thought it was going to be Beyonce's backup dancer or something like that um is that um, what you you were saying yourself that was my in my head that's what I love what, that dream big <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dream big <laughs> didn't happen that way but it's fine it's never too late <laughs> <laughs> I knew might start again um if you're listening to this space <laughs> <laughs> watch watch this space Beyonce if you're listening <laughs> um yeah so that that was in the back burner yeah. and um so i didn't really pick up the djing again until i came to london for university mm. and and when you were on radio or was that like after you went to university so i started the radio when i went to that was when i was at university i started yeah. the radio and the learning and then i used to do um sorry am i rabbit in no uh, this is perfect <laughs> okay. this is what it's all about this is what the ra exchange is for um so after the um <laughs> after the uh the the what am I saying now? Where we're lost University. Myself. University. Radio. Radio. Yeah. So I used to basically, so when I got to uni, yeah. I used to do these, um, I've done like a million things. So just. I've yeah. heard this. Yes, I've heard yeah, you I've had heard, like. I've done a million. Eight lives. Eight lives. Yeah, I have. Um, so I used to, <laughs> while I was at uni, I used to do stuff with the company called Jump Off. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. As in the um, rap battles. Rap battles jump off. Yeah. yeah. So the hip. Yeah. So I, I got. Um, I started off doing like some like modeling competition thing. I entered when I was like 19 there. Yeah. And then I they I uploaded some like random funny YouTube video. Well, it wasn't funny actually. It was definitely <laughs> not funny. Um, but I uploaded it with my friend and they saw that as well. And they were like, oh, um, what, you should come down and like try and do some content. Like we oh, see cool. that you might be like... Um, good for like presenting and yeah. doing that kind of stuff and I was like okay cool so like I actually I won their modeling competition um, amazing which I was supposed to go to like um a, get a trip to New York but that never happened um so, so basically that never happened it was very disappointing but very they did yeah they did um so after I'd worked with them and I did some funny YouTube videos with them mm. I did a, had a viral video that went like had like three million views on it um, oh my gosh yeah like 
What were you doing? Um, it was called How Not to Approach Women. Nice. Um, and it was just like a f- me and my friend Teeth made the sketch, um, and it just <gasps> went round like everywhere. Um, That's brilliant. <clears throat> which is really interesting. Like, just really weird when I think about from now. Then I was like, what the hell was I doing there? But, um, so like after that, and then they, I kept bringing up the fact that I never got my prize. Um, yeah. So like they worked out, and they were like, okay, we can give you some money. And, and at the time, I was speaking to them about DJing. Yeah. Um, and they were like, okay, so they were working with a DJ called Melody Kane. I don't mm, know if you heard yeah, her. So she used to do Kane. a lot of one extra stuff. Yep. And she's like, she's a, she does a lot of hip hop stuff, but she can also DJ house music. Yeah. And that. She's a sick DJ. Um, and they were like, we're going to give you some money um, and then we're going to pay for you to have the lesson, DJ lessons with Love Melody. Mm. Um, so they gave me the money and with the money I built, bought a Mac, my first Mac laptop to to. So at the time I was DJing on Serato. Yeah. Um, so I needed a, a, a laptop. Yeah. So I got the laptop, got Serato and stuff and then started lessons with her. And that's kind of how I began like the DJing stuff. And um, and through with Melody Kane, she was teaching you more hip hop side of things. She, I asked for more dance stuff, yeah. but um, we did do hip hop stuff. And then, um, so we did both. Yeah. Um, I never got my full, <laughs> I never got all my lessons that I paid for, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> cause I love her. So she's great. So yeah. it kind of got, it wasn't as, as in depth as, uh, as I liked. And then, um, and then I didn't really know how to practice at home. Um, and then my boyfriend said to me, you know, like DJ equipment's like, like there's affordable stuff now. Cause mm. I didn't know about controllers and. Like, I just didn't really understand. You're thinking, like, turntables. Turntables, yeah. yeah. And, like, like, a mixer, which is still, to this day, very expensive. Yeah, it's expensive, especially when you're a student. Exactly. Um, And he was like, no, no, you can get, like, these DJ controllers for, like, I think I paid, like, 100 quid or 120 quid or whatever. So I got one of them, started practicing at home. Um, And at first, I was trying to get um, dance gigs. Like, you know, I wanted to play dance music. That's what I loved. Um, And, um, but... That world is very difficult to get into. Like it's very closed off from. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just the way I was trying to approach it. But anyone I asked or any like no one wanted to give me a chance or yeah. opportunity. Um, but I had plenty of people offering me hip hop gigs. Um, Look, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> not saying anything, but <laughs> yeah. And I don't I don't know why, but I had plenty of people that were willing to give me an opportunity. And um, so. Um, I lied to a few people and said I had DJ'd, um, like out, but I hadn't DJ'd out. You gotta fake it till you make it. You do because yeah. like you people, when you say you're new and that, they're mm. like, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, think. yeah, <laughs> and um, which is you know, I get it, but at the same time, it's like maybe like listen to a mix first. Exactly. Maybe like you know, just have them come down warm up, warm up for half an hour so you can see what they're like or whatever. Um, but yeah, some people, I got some shots and um, I played like my first gig was like a, a uni gig in Middlesex uni gig. Nice. And then from there I played like Ace Hotel and I played some other gigs and then um, I played like Tonga, you know, at Mike yeah. Skinner's event. Mm. Um, wow. That's so cool. Yeah, that's because my friend Teeth, who I did the viral video, was like, he was like their like mascot. Because <laughs> um, he would get paid to come. Uh, he's like good friends with me. He used to get paid to come to Tonga and just be like on the mic and just be like hyping everyone and just being like really drunk and fun. Um, what a job. And then he had mentioned them to them and, and I, I'd been down a few times and then they were like, yeah, sure. So I came down and played um, a set there. Um, I've spent, I don't know, I think I played a couple of times for them. Um 
and then if I think what, what, what how I transitioned from yeah well point. what was that moment do you do you remember or was it kind of like I feel like sometimes it's gradual like you said it's not like an overnight thing you don't suddenly go right I'm in dance music now it's kind of those connects and those moments yeah potentially you know, actually helped with well with the Tonga one I was allowed like I was allowed to play, to play what, what I wanted so mm. I did play I played a mix of yeah. things I went I started off with some hip-hop stuff and then it got into like more dance and maybe more garagey because it was still quite an urban crowd and mm. um and then that's the good crossover yeah the good yeah. crossover yeah <laughs> and um and then to be honest actually after that point I actually didn't get I didn't really have any much gigs it was just like the odd little thing and I then then I dropped out by that point I dropped out of university um and I had started um mobile DJing oh oh right yeah so you like playing at parties yeah stuff. so um i needed Doing money yeah yeah so i bought all the equipment mm. like i had a full pa system DJ lights booth, i had lights i had the whole i've only just sold some of that stuff because i had like literally the whole setup that's amazing but, um and then because i needed money yeah. um and so i went around i played everything from 13 year old birthday parties up to 60 year old birthday parties weddings i still get people messaging me now going oh my god i'm so <laughs> glad you played my wedding like you played this my wedding this this day is the anniversary and we were so glad we got you and I was like oh that's so cute um and I remember the last wedding I played before I like moved yeah moved off um, and they I they knew I was moving off because I just released uh sacred so they yeah. knew they knew I was gonna and they had been following me on social media so they were like please play it please play it before you like stop I was like okay so that was my, my last ever wedding <laughs> that's so nice though and like you said it's, it's a really good way actually to practice doing all of those shows playing such a range of music as well like it kind of just sets you up mate for, i had i think i had you know. a library of sixty thousand tracks there you go i had everything from like the 1950s <laughs> upwards like i had every genre wow like because you had to yeah when you do that thing you have to be prepared for whatever anyone wants and, exactly and you got to play like for the mums the dads the nans and the kids mm. so yeah i had everything <laughs> so from wedding dj to dance music dj yeah um is there a first gig that you remember being like okay i am in it this is where i wanted to kind of be and i'm you're seeing that journey progress oh do you know what because it's really weird because I, I i skipped a lot of steps yeah <laughs> and i'm still skipping steps which is nuts it's not like is that because of production though music i guess yeah mm. music and just being in the, I guess, circumstances being in the right place mm. at the right time or the right, um, yeah. What are the steps anyway? The right, yeah. I don't know what the steps yeah. are, but like, I just, I just went from, I didn't, I went to big, bigger venues very quickly mm. um, because I don't know, after I released, so like I was mobile DJing and stuff and then I'd been writing music and I'd put out my first EP, Dawn, yeah. on my own. That was self-released self-funded spent all my savings it's brilliant too so oh thanks <laughs> yeah i'd spent time learning and production i'd like this is like you know the mobile djm was like paying for like paying for that yep. um and i was like yeah i'm gonna put this out i'm not gonna like contact like labels all the time and stuff i'm just gonna see if anyone likes mm. it i'm just gonna see what, you know and i was very fortunate at the time to meet um, some people from Spotify drew from Spotify and he heard it so then it got a little bit of playlisting which is mm. so it's always sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right time I was For very sure. fortunate because um, some people don't get the opportunity to just meet someone from Spotify that likes your music <laughs> um, so that gave me like more traction I guess like people could notice yeah. it um, 
this is this is gonna come back to the DJing, but um, so like the going from releasing that, then I'd kind of done this kind of um. I don't know. I made a plan basically. I was quite yeah. strategic about it, um, <laughs> <laughs> and like I'd done things where like I'd, I did target advertising to like people that because Ninja Tune was my favorite label, so I targeted people at Ninja Tune or like Ninja Tune, hoping Love it would it. come up on their Instagram. And then, and I was like, my second choice at the time, which I'm not, I'm not sure about now, was R and S. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the time, because obviously they were like yeah, a legendary exactly. label and stuff, and yeah. um, so I, I had search a and r's rns like i was just like stalking people on linkedin and stuff you gotta do it yeah and i found um i found a guy called tom tom oh his his name second name something it's gone from my head greek he's basically he manages loyal loyal Kana. Kana, Yeah, yeah. yeah um and it said on there that he was I don't think he knows this. Uh, this is how I found. It says on there he was like RNS um, A&R scout. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. It had it had his name. I looked him up on Instagram. It was a private Instagram, but I was like, I follow. See if he follows back. He followed back. I was like, oh great. Nice. And me knowing like social media, I was like, okay. So if someone follows you back straight away, your first post comes up at the top. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, I better start posting some stuff about my new music Love like that. coming out. And this was when like Dawn, the Dawn EP was coming out. And I, um, so I start posting like these clips, like coming soon, like, or whatever, <laughs> whatever I could do. And I did that and he, he saw it and he liked the post and stuff. And then, um, I, I, as it was getting close to the release and that, he actually messaged me going, oh, that sounds really cool. And I'm thinking, Amazing. oh, this is working. Like, it's working. <laughs> and then when I put the EP out, he actually went and listened to it because he had obviously seen it. And he, uh, he like posted it on his story saying, oh, this is wicked. <gasps> Amazing. And then. I didn't know at the time he didn't actually work at RNS anymore. Mm. But the guy that did work at RNS, which was um, Dan Ward, my friend Dan, who's a good friend now, he saw that on his Instagram. And then he was like, he'd like direct message me going, Oh, I've just listened to an EP. I saw Tom post it. Yeah. It's wicked. Like, I'm in, he was living in an IB for a time. And he's like, I'm in town like next week if you want to meet up. And I was like, Oh, cool. So then I went to meet him at, Sh- at Shoreditch House, had some drinks, told him about like my mm. vision and music. And he was like, oh, that sounds really wicked and blah, blah, blah. And then we, we left it there. And then we, we were just like messaging back and forth. And then I had the song Sacred yep. um, ready to go. And my boyfriend was like, just, why don't you just, cause you know when you like speak to someone but you don't want to like hound them. <laughs> yeah. You want it to be like a, a natural Na- part yeah, of it. Yeah. Just, just happen. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's falling But he place. was like, just <laughs> message him and say, yeah. Sometimes you I've have got to. this song. Mm. Do you know anyone that would like want to put it out? Nice. Just say it. I was like, okay. So I messaged it and he was like, yeah, this is wicked. Um, let me have a like. Let me have a look. Like, and let me talk to some people. And he was like, "I don't think he's like. I don't think RNS, the guy at RNS, will um, go for it because he's a bit old school. He's mm. like, I don't think he'll get it." And <laughs> he was like, "But I, uh, I know I have some friends. So let me speak to some people." Yeah. So then he had sent it to um, my manager now, Mooj. Or Adam, sorry, he probably doesn't really call him Mooj. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> Adam at, um, at what used to be called Stealth Management. Yeah, they're called Two Eight Five now. Um, and they, he, you know, he, he was like, oh, he manages Marabou State and George Fitzgerald, so it's like people lane. People and, who you yeah. obviously admire. And I'd been like rinsing the new Marabou album, yeah. like that whole like bloody year. So I was like really excited that he sent it to him and stuff. 
And then like the next the next day I get a message from Dan going, I've had three missed calls, two text messages, an email from him saying <laughs> that he, he's like saying he has to come meet you. He wants to meet you next week. I was like, Oh my god, what's so going cool. on? Like this is this is nuts. Yeah. Um and then so then I went in to meet uh to meet Adam. I can't want to call him Mood. Uh, meet Adam. I love the pause for it. Adam. Because he's like he's like my bougie moogie. Um <laughs> Mood. <laughs> we went to meet him and like spoke, and then he was like, "This sounds like, you know, something we're into. Let's do a trial period mm. and stuff." And at the time, and this is where it's going to come back around to like my DJ gigs. So at the time, also while this, while this was happening, I had had another. I was working in a sh- my friend's studio, Jay, in um, I can't remember what it's called now. It's a studio in East London. I yeah, can't remember the, the name's <laughs> gone out of my head, and um. When I was, he'd been there around when I was like writing and writing the EP, mm. at, um, Dawn EP, and he had been speaking. He had been, no, he sang on one of the songs. So the song "Move On," he's a singer on that. Um, and he had already said, "Oh, because he knew I was into Bonobo, and that was my favorite artist." He was like, "Oh, I actually know someone that works with Bonobo." He's like, "I know, um, I know Lizzie. She's she's his day to day manager." Yeah. He's like. I'm going to, I think the stuff's wicked. I'm going to send like, you know, do an intro and send the stuff. So we did that. So in that period of time, I'd been speaking back back and forth at first. She even came mm. down to the studio to listen to the music. And like, it was asking me, you know, before I'd even decided what my artist name oh my was going to be. And like, we'd been talking through that period up until that point. And um, we'd got to, to sacred point and I'd sent her sacred and stuff. And then I was speaking to Mood. And then at the same time, she, within like a week, she'd called me and gone, Bonobo really likes that song Sacred and oh he's doing gosh. his fabric compilation. Um, I, th- he, I think he wants to include it on, on the compilation. And That's I was amazing. like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is big crazy. Yeah. So then that happened at the same time. And then, then they were like, oh, also they want you to... Uh, you know, open, like, do support at, at Fabric. Oh, my gosh. So, like, <laughs> if I'm honest with you, my legit, like, I played dance music out, but, like, yeah. some, like, you know, thing, but my legit, like, real, like, 100%... Like, dance, debut. 100% dance, mu- dance debut. music. Yeah. Like, didn't have to play anything else, could just yeah. play what I wanted, um, you know, under my, and under my artist names before, because I was DJing it under my normal name before that, yeah. um, was Fabric. That's amazing. Which is really weird, isn't it? <laughs> like <when> you say, <laughs> yeah. What's your first gig? Fabric. <laughs> yeah. So, like, obviously I'd been DJing it, for, like, exactly. six, year, six, seven years yeah. before, so it was not like I was, like, a noob, but no. it was just, like, my first, like, actual... It made sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. but it was, just, like, a real dance so gig. Cool. I'd just jump straight to, like, yeah, an iconic venue, so it was really weird. That's amazing. Um, but like you said, it's it's through the production as well as DJing prior. Like, it's all com- it all comes together and it all kind of makes sense. Yeah. And actually... Talking about production, um, as you've kind of mentioned briefly, you're not classically trained, let's say, in instruments and so forth. But a lot of your music is heavy on the instruments, and you know yeah. what I mean. It's yeah. which is amazing. It's so nice to hear, actually. Um, what was your journey into production? Was it purely you just going, do you know what? I want to have a go at this, or how did it go? It did start off of I want to have a go at this. Yeah. Um, I had musician friends, so I could I, like I'd seen people do stuff, and I'd like seen like briefly what software looked like mm. and just by hanging around and stuff and um i tried to learn on uh, logic which i didn't understand because that was confusing and i thought i'll never be able to do this like mm. i don't get this um and then i someone suggested ableton 
um, which I found like way more user friendly. This is what I've heard from a lot of people. See, I'm a novice to it all, but yeah, if I you're going to start, girl, yeah. start on Ableton. I would say I think maybe it's, I think it's <laughs> it make it's more intuitive, mm. um, and things were just like quicker. I remember like I just worked, like once someone said this is where this is and this is where this is, I was like okay, cool, that cool. makes sense. Yeah. Whereas Logic, you was like you had to click through like four things to get to like yeah. one thing, and I'm like. I'd what <laughs> I don't remember. It's that. a lot to remember <laughs> yeah. for yeah. someone who's starting out, especially. Yeah. But when you're starting out, and and, yeah. and I found on Ableton came with some really good like stock instruments and stuff, and um, so when I was playing around with that, I you know you could make something that sounded like something a lot quicker. Yeah. So you didn't get disheartened. I mm. think when you can't when you're with certain things where you can't make it quicker and you're like you're struggling and you're like oh I'll never do it and you just give up. Whereas like obviously the first stuff I made it sounded like. but you made something (laughs) i made something and it was like it had a beat it was a blub 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 and i was like yeah this sounds like some weird minimal techno but not very good minimal techno (laughs) um and obviously i didn't know what went into a complete song and stuff like that and um so then from just like playing around with ableton youtube i had some people showing me some stuff like you know um and then i got to a point where i went to a found this like little course online i can't remember the place i would tell you but my memory is obviously like a sieve um (laughs) it was a place in angel it was like a little it's not a place that i hear anyone mention very much but it was they had a little course 500 pounds 10 weeks um production pretty good to be honest as well for a production course. it was it was good yeah um and they like they did other stuff they did like um h what they called hd and then you know when you do like the between a degree and that like oh, they did yeah, have yeah, a yeah. higher education but this was like yeah, a diploma yeah yeah and um i so i went on that and that taught me a lot of stuff about um mm. just like technology like mm. they had a, like a whole section on like keyboards and stuff like just how they work and how synths work and sound like you know like sound design and just like how yeah like yeah understanding an envelope of a, a kick or something like that so i learned loads of stuff on that that's really cool. um and i finished that course passed that which was good well done <laughs> well done thank you um i mean the diploma didn't mean anything i couldn't get a job with it but um but for you the knowledge <laughs> for me, that the knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> i like you're holding she's holding a diploma up yeah, yeah i'm holding it up yeah i got um, it i've got it um <laughs> It, it was like actually in production and sound engineer i'm like i'm a pro like, <laughs> i'm a diploma um so i did that and then i went back to like the drawing board i guess and started um applying what i learned and um and then the first thing i found that was like the most useful thing for learning music production was to recreate other people's tracks yeah um Taking uh, them apart. Taking them apart. Put back together. Because it, one, you have to listen really, really hard. Yeah. Um, so you start to hear things that you didn't hear before. Mm. You start to understand um, what goes into a finished track. Because I think that was what I was struggling before. I was like, why does it sound so empty? I've put this in there and this in. It sound, still sounds like nothing. Yeah. Um, so the first track I ever successfully kind of remade, not exactly, but very close, was Bonobo's um, Sirius. Nice. 
Yeah. Um, so you went like part for part, part and you tried part. to recreate it as you were listening to it. This is it. I went, I had it in That's the project. Great. I went drums to yeah. try, you know, listen to like the swing of things yeah. and the, then the instruments I found like... Um, hearing every layer and, and yeah. trying to get that. That's, trying to find the yeah. bell, the right bell sound, trying to find the right... And like, is that like training your ear as well? It's training your ear and also you just learn what makes it... And also you learn like a structure as well of a song because you like, the more you like do that, the more you learn of like when someone normally puts a breakdown and when the drop comes back in and when they might, you know, and then you learn like a lot of people will have something new every 16 bars mm. and all this stuff. So um, that was the first thing I made, like, and I was like, it didn't sound exactly the same, but it was like ballpark. You were like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> and it was like, I was really proud of myself. I was like, this, yeah. I was like, I've made a song. <laughs> like, wow. No, I can do this. Yeah, yeah, I could do this. And like, then really realizing what I needed to do was that I needed to develop my music theory. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, it's all well and good being able to like make cool drum beats and stuff and like, but the kind of music that I'm into, people understand like music theory. And, yeah. Um, I need to know, you know, how to make a chord progression, and I need to know how to play some piano, and mm. I need to. I just need to understand all that shit. Um, so that was something that then I kind of embarked on, like getting piano lessons, um, doing courses in like music theory, uh, speaking to other people about it, like other musicians I knew, like learning, you know, just what's an interesting chord progression and like what, you know, learning, just learning like scales and stuff, yeah. like basic stuff. Cause it's like, you will never know <laughs> what goes with what if you don't understand the like basics. Basic yeah. stuff. So I went into all of that stuff and that's kind of how I like developed, start to get a bit more musical about mm. it rather than just like production. And then, so now like, I mean, I'm not a sick piano player or anything like that, but I can play like- You understand. I understand it and yeah. I can play enough to make music. And, and you can create, I mean, you can create can your own music. So you, you know how to create your own scales. You yeah, and like you're learning to, if you don't do that, you won't know how to make stuff that you hear in your head exactly. come out. Cause it's very frustrating if you have something and you're like, but how do I make it? <laughs> how do I play this? Like, and, yeah. and ear training, ear training is so important. Like, like I have this, um, I have this course thing you download and you just like, literally it just goes through the chords and then plays like the root and then you sing the root and then, and then you, they'll do it for the yeah. second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, whatever. And then you keep doing that. And then, so then eventually you'll be able to like listen to a song or listen to something and mm. sing the note or, and sing it in key. And sing it in yeah, key, yeah. and you'll know what note it is. You'll find you'll be able to find it on the keyboard. Yeah. Um, which is so important, like really, really important, especially yeah. for, and for getting ideas is down in your head because you're like, hmm, a note. Okay, it's a that's a C. Um, but well, yeah, that's actually a question I was going to ask you about being able to take what's in your brain and kind of put it onto not paper onto laptop. Laptop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, do you have those moments when you're like on the bus or in your bed and you're like, oh, that's a really good little little sound there and do you record it or do you sit in a studio? How, how, what is your process, basically? What is my process? Yeah. Do you have one? I don't have an, an exact process, no. Yeah. Um, I used to start a lot with drums and stuff, but now it's like a bit all over the shop, to be honest with what I start with. And I've just started learning to use samples as well, which mm. I'm, I'm not, I didn't, before I wouldn't sample anything. So all the, like the instruments and stuff were like, it's all played melodies or whatever. Yeah. Like not like, obviously I wasn't playing a real marimba or like steel pan. It was like a <laughs> virtual instrument, but. That's not in your studio. You know, it's not, <laughs> I don't have all those things in my studio. Or, um, but like now I'm just learning about sampling because actually, um, 
it's a really interesting tool that I didn't realize I was a bit naive to it and I thought it was almost like a bit cheating but it was mm. not cheating it's actually really one it's really hard to find a, a good sample and, and to be able to hear it and, and to pick hear it out yeah. yeah and then to manipulate it into yeah. to work in the way you want and then um and there's so many things different ways you can reuse something and make it completely different so mm. that's something um I've been recently learning but my process is like it's all over the shop if I'm <laughs> honest like um I like to fo- drums are my favorite thing to do though I like mm. to focus I make a lot of um I have like days where they're just drum days so I just make bare drums like a like, bank of sound bank, for you to not even to. sounds like the actual loops yeah. like the full drums oh, I'll make nice. them um and then I'll bounce them out as a wav and yeah. then they get stored in my beats folder yeah and then like like with some like with um only l like the recent the recent single like the, the drums and that i made them like months before and then i just dragged it in and i was like oh that works you yeah. know like so i don't have to like always be spending time fiddling around making drums because yeah. i'll have like from bank, scratch from can, scratch i'll mm. have a bank of stuff that i can just like pull in and be like oh yep that sounds good that will work or mm. um and then in terms of like i guess like musical ideas and stuff that just that usually happens like on the day like it just it just comes or whatever but a good way to start track is like with a sample a sample and it doesn't have to be a sample from a um you know like a a, a real song it could yeah. be just off of like a fucking splice or something like that um but you, as long as you're chopping it up and you're like reusing it in a different exactly. way and like to layer that over the top of like a cool drum beat and that that can give you a great like base and foundation yeah. to a song that you can work to build from yeah that you can build from and it, and it makes mm. the process a lot quicker because that's the one thing i'm learning now these, these days like improving my workflow and um making things easier and quicker for me especially yeah. as well if you start having singers in as well because it's like of course the pressure to i can't make something from scratch with someone sat in the room like it's impossible i was gonna say actually that's a, a question i was gonna ask you because I, I read an interview that you describe yourself as an introverted person <laughs> and I, I think that's it's really interesting in terms of working with people you know like in the studio with you that must be quite a daunting thing to have someone like watching you create sound would, would i don't you... really work with people very often i was gonna say do you have to like meet know someone or know them to kind of build that relationship before because it's like your safe space you know like yeah it, where you work it's very intimidating yeah you have to have someone sat over your shoulder yeah. and be like now do something good <laughs> yeah and the thing is and Make and the music. thing is nine times out of ten <laughs> you don't do anything good even yeah. when i'm on my own i make a lot a lot of shit <laughs> like a lot like helena i was some of the stuff you if I went through some of my ideas you'd be like what the hell is this like what is she doing because you have to go through a lot of shit to exactly. find something a good idea and like and I'm getting better at getting good ideas quicker which is good like you said kind of building on Bi- that workflow yeah still. building on the workflow yeah. but like having I remember I nearly had a it, it might happen I don't know but it nearly happened before before COVID ruined my life but, um, <laughs> When I was in America and COVID kicked oh off. Oh gosh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, so the tour, tour like just got cut short while I was there. And I was just about to have a session with Diplo. And um, and that got cancelled. And But I'll be honest with you, I was fucking shitting it. <laughs> yeah. And I was all, at the time, I was almost like <sighs> relieved because I was like... That's, that's a big thing to have to kind of... Because that's a big person to have just yeah. over your shoulder. Like, go on, I'm... make something good. <laughs> like, I think I'll just pass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like yeah and I've got I'm getting better at it and I'm learning mm. to like let people in but I have to know them like personally com- yeah personally and comfortable with them and same with singers a lot of singers I work with are like 
they've always been my friends or yeah. people I know really well and um so you can have fun when you're doing it as well because that's a yeah, big part of it you, you want to have you want to enjoy yourself yeah you want to enjoy yourself <laughs> and also I'm not very I'm not like even though I'm making my sound myself sound a bit more like I'm super technical but I'm not super technical mm. a lot of, I feel like a lot of it's luck um I'm feeling right <laughs> feeling so yeah. I'm like stabbing around until yeah. stuff happens so I was like the worst thing to be is sitting next to someone technical and they're like why don't you do beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, like what what the fuck did you I'm like, say I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> I was like I just just do the turn this knob and sometimes it sounds cool so I just go with that I just turn everything to the left yeah and it works <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like especially like I don't mix my own songs I get someone yeah. else to mix it because like, mixing is another th- and a whole art it's a, it's a whole nother job it's a whole nother job and yeah. I, I haven't got the mental capacity to learn that as well um but like especially that stuff when I remember um I'm, I met Floating Points like briefly and he said he, I was just speaking to him like oh hi yeah like just having a little chat and then he was like oh yeah um, I like that song I heard that song uh, Moon it's like it had some you know like some nice like low end um, you know and said something and I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like low end what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean yeah, it does have that. a good bass line <laughs> yeah. I guess like <laughs> But like obviously he's like more technical, so he's probably thinking like like frequencies and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, I ain't got a clue. Mate. <laughs> I just know if it sounds good on my speakers, then it's good to go. Look, I don't think it's a bad way to go about <laughs> it. <laughs> and going back to like collaborating with people, um, what is that? What is that process like? So, do you, would you make the instrumental first, and then you'd speak to say one of your friends, say, "Hey, come and listen to this, and we'll work out lyrics together." Or would they kind of go away with it and and do it? Um, it's been different with different people. You've had some great people on your on your tunes. I've had, they're all all my friends are super talented. Us, and I'm very fortunate to know some really wonderful wonderful singers yeah. and 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 producers as well. I know mm. as well. Um. And DJs, hey, hey, shout out, Helena. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's me. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, do you know what? It's doing different. Like with my first lot of stuff, I was sharing a studio with Jay and Mark TC, who was on one of the other songs. He was friends with Jay and always in and out of the studio. So I would, they were people I was really comfortable with. So yeah. I was just just making in front of them, and they were just like come and like vibe or whatever, and then. They started singing. I was like, oh, that sounds good. Let's yeah. just do that. And like we worked from there. Um, but then. Well, well, I can't remember what the next song I had. Oh, I had Reader, mm. who's now called um, Kimmy. She's a producer and, and now she's gone into like electronic music. Amazing. Um, and she's a good friend of mine and she came down the studio with me and I showed her like the beginning of the beat. Yeah. And then, then we worked together on it. And usually like I'll make lyrical suggestions or we might move some parts around and stuff like that. But I try to let people also like be themselves yeah. and not limit them in in their own create creativity because it's like you know this is partly their song as well once yeah, they start singing sure. on it and i don't want to be like no i need it to sound exactly like this like but at the same time i do i do i do um you have a lot of input i do have it? a lot of input yeah. because i do obviously it's still my song as yeah well, of course um so like yeah i try i first i just say do what you want and then then we work we manipulate and yeah. work and change and things that's a collaboration right yeah. it's like back and forth it's it's kind of working together and making something yeah wonderful and right. collaborations are important i think yeah. in music and i think anyone that says otherwise is just being mean because <laughs> you know what like the best music comes out of collaboration yeah and sure. um I don't get people that don't collaborate at all, mm. but because um, I'm like, you could 
your song was good, but it could have been even better mm. if you like brought some people in as well and had it like show them and yeah. see what they said and or what they could bring to it. But exactly, um, it's important to have that external like input. You know, it is. It's just like a beautiful way to work as well. Yeah. Like it's to like create something with someone else. That's fun. Yeah, sounds fun. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't do it, but I mean, even right. do come in the studio. And we'll collaborate. Yeah, I'll come in. I mean, I don't know what I can do for you. you but can, you can. We'll get. We'll get you to do a poem or something. <laughs> I'll be the vibe injector. Can you sing, Helena? Can Absolutely you? not. Okay, but you got a good voice, so maybe we'll just get you to like start saying house music. <laughs> house, 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 house. <laughs> <laughs> We'll make a we'll make a cl- club banger where you're just saying Look. like cool house shit. Yeah, that's that. that I, could, <laughs> I could do that. I could do cool house shit. <laughs> You're like jacket, yeah. <laughs> jack, jack, jack your body. There's a That's song, um, <laughs> one of my favorite songs I, I listen to all the time is, is a Kerry Ch- Chandler song. Oh. It's like, I can't remember. It's Mama, called. what's a house record? That one? No, the one where he's like, <laughs> "Where's the first time you heard acid?" And it's like, "Was it Ministry of Sound?" <laughs> and it's like goes for all the clubs. It's like, "Was it Dublin? Did you hear it somewhere in France?" And I was like, "This is so good. I love it." I'm like, love it. "Yeah," and I'm like, "Oh, is it right now?" <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> And I can't. I love it. Well, I love a bit of vocals, and I feel like actually, again, listening to your songs, you do have vocals on, on all of them. You have people singing or talking or or something, yeah, something within it. Is yeah. that just something which you have enjoyed listening to music and just what your 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 style and your taste? Yeah, I vocal think vocal driven. Vo- well, before I wasn't vocal dri- driven. I think I started off like with. Um, well, we didn't want vocals. And then the first EP, the vocals happened just because it was organically and the people were yep. around. Then we got to the Moonlight EP and I actually didn't want any vocals. Mm. And then I was encouraged by the label to include um, a vocal track. Because obviously Moon doesn't have any vocals. No, it's just got voice though, but not... No, it doesn't have Moon doesn't have any really? voice. No, Wait. Sacred has Sacred a voice. Has yeah, voice. Sacred has a voice. I was about to sing it, but I'd <laughs> <have to see. laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> Moon doesn't have anything, and um, I can't even remember my own songs. So I can't tell you what else was on that EP. <laughs> oh, Vibe doesn't have anything, and there were some other songs. But the only one I remember that definitely does have something is the yeah. one with Reader, um, because she's my friend, and that happened organically. And it's only now that I'm like totally down like with vocals because i don't know they sometimes they add something yeah. like to the track even if it's a small vocal like it can be an in- instrumental but it have like a little something for for the listener to like yeah, catch to sing on along to. to sing along to and catch on yeah. to and add and sometimes it adds more meaning to the song exactly it? and uh, talking of meaning um i only recently learned about the meaning behind sister Really? Yeah. And what? We've never spoken about this before. I know. I'm quite. I'm, I don't speak about nothing. Well, look, when, we, when, we, when we hang out, <laughs> no, it's, no, like, it's more fun, isn't it? Exactly. Like, it might be not... like a serious thing. We'll tell you about this serious so, thing. Let me tell you about this. But no, I mean, it was so interesting. And um, could you tell people who might not necessarily hear it, know about it, tell them more and me? <laughs> well, um, just during um, lockdown one, um, yeah, I found out the. I, well, through Facebook, that I had um, a half sister mm. that I didn't know about, um, an older half sister, um, and yeah, we ended up contacting each other and speaking and texting and then calling and then we were messaging the whole time. That's amazing. Lockdown, and we got on, and then um, and then just just as lockdown ended, yeah. that first lockdown kind of lifted. I went to see her, and she's got a little boy, so my little nephew. Oh. Um, um it, yeah, it was really nice. You know when it was like. 
at the time it was just like such a great thing to happen yeah um quite overwhelming though no overwhelming yeah, yeah um and just kind of but it was just so lucky that she yeah. was so she was so cool and so nice yeah and um we got on immediately and it made sense um mm. And my, uh, again, my heart was so full at the moment. Mm. Um, and I actually just saw her uh, yesterday, actually, oh, um, nice. which is the second time we've met because obviously lockdown happened yep. again. And she came to London and I saw my little nephew, Bodie. He's very Aww. cute. He's very cute. And yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah. And that's what, it, so the song ended up being kind of about that. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's called, Sister. But you know what? It, it's funny because obviously listening to the track and I'd, I'd written down like emotional and melodical but it, it really did feel that so and really uplifting as well like when the breakdown comes in it's really uplifting track so it kind of then hearing that story which is why I love music so much as well like having those stories behind tracks you know mm. oh just I, I thought it was amazing like life mm. life-changing experience for you as well yeah, yeah it was yeah I mean yeah <laughs> the funny thing is it's I do have some half brothers floating mm. around that I did know I did know about but I didn't have a sis- I didn't know about the sister yeah. um, which was for some reason more min- more special at the time to me mm. um, do you have any other sisters no so my yeah. for my full I only have full like brothers yeah. um, so like I never grew up with a sister or you know having that female older sibling to mm. look after you or like show you things so like it, it was extra special for me at the time, mm. so that's so nice. Yeah. I love that, <laughs> and um, I feel like again going back to how like music makes you feel and and why you make music is that also a part of your kind of process when creating? Do you kind of touch on a memory, or can it sometimes just be purely how you're feeling in that day, in that moment? Um, if I'm honest, it's normally just how I'm feeling in the moment. Yeah. Um, that's probably the first time I've properly ri- like writ wrote something yeah don't say writ wrote <laughs> bad grammar um i suppose f- first time i've wrote something about something yeah. or made it it's linked to something in in real real life but everything else is kind of just it's just what happens in the day really mm. um and sometimes i purposely write things for if i'm doing the ep like i'm trying to balance ep and i might write something with an intention of it being yeah. a certain type of track but um if it's like emotional, that's just how I was feeling that day, yeah. really. And I'm, 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 and weirdly enough, that like, everyone's like, "Oh, it's so, you're so uplifting," and blah, blah blah. And I'm like, I'm the most melancholy person ever. So <laughs> I don't really know how this happens, but like, I don't know why I'm, just, I'm so positive and uplifting yeah. all of a sudden. Because I was like, I am not, <laughs> not a positive person in that way. Like, no, I'm not saying I'm like you a are, dark cloud. Okay, but, I hear you. Yeah. But you know, like I'm like. Yeah, I'm I'm always stressed, anxious, and mm. depressed. So, but do you, think that's, <laughs> do you think that's why you make music like that? Because it evokes that feeling of being uplifted, and it helps you kind of reach that, you know, that point. I guess I'm a very emotional person. Mm. I'm so like deep, like I'm in touch with your emotions. Yeah, I'm in yeah. touch with emotions. So I'm like, cry, I cry easy, and stuff's so, like with you, over girl. anything. Um, <laughs> so like, I guess like, yeah, I make music that's like that's a motive basically yeah. and I want that's why I always loved like Bonobo stuff and people like Fortec because I felt an emotional immediately the emotional connection and mm. like the actual even though I don't know what they wrote that music about or if they did write about anything might, they might not have felt any emotional connection <laughs> to it at all yeah. I would they immediately made me feel like it meant yeah. something do you know what I mean that's and, the beauty of it though like you're yeah. able to kind of create your own 
vision and idea about what it is and holds a special like place yeah for you yes love that <laughs> um and also i mean your catalog of music is ever growing but also your remix catalog is ever growing yeah, as well I'm you're a bit of a queen of a remix i've gone overboard on the <laughs> no you're they are so good but actually i was gonna ask you earlier because you were speaking about when you first started making a track and it was Bonobo and taking it apart and putting mm. it back together. So is that kind of where you started your your remix journey? How, how do you do a remix? Well, the remixes are, they can be really easy or they can be really hard. Yeah. Depending on the song. Depending uh, on the track. Yeah, and, and the parts. Because yeah. you get given the parts and the stems and, you know, it's up to you what you keep and throw away. and. Of how you yeah how you want to how you interpret it yeah how you interpret mm. it and um I guess re doing remixes made me a better producer it made me a quicker producer because you have a time because you have a time frame yeah. and and it needs to be delivered and so you can't faff about too much you do but you don't can't <laughs> faff about too much and like you have to you, you have to get to a point where it's like it's done. Yeah. you know and it has to be just done let it go yeah um so like remixing it, doing remixes has been a great experience for me it's something i'm like easing back on at the moment mm. like now because of like writing the album and stuff and, yeah. and you give away um a lot of creative ideas and energy probably. yeah and energy yeah and then you like because when you get usually you can get like splits and stuff out of remixes but most of the time you're getting yeah. a fee and that's it. So like the remix does really well that you don't get any more money than what you did. <laughs> and you were like, damn, I just gave them like, a, yeah, I, was like, I gave them a really good melody or whatever. Cause I'm, I have a habit before of like, um, I was just writing basically like making a whole new song and like putting yeah. whole new melodies in and all this stuff. And I was like giving away so, so much stuff to it. And then, uh, realizing like I could have kept that for myself. Mm. Um, um, but now I've got better at more of like using more of the artist parts, like because sometimes the, the artist parts are just so good anyway, and yeah. I'm like, you don't need to like it's just to embellish it. You need to just you make your own version of yeah. what they've done, mm. which is like something I did with like the Ella Minus track, which because I loved her parts and I thought she's 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 sick. So I was like, yeah, let me just like make this my version of this, and um, yeah, and everyone seemed to like that one, so I did it. That that worked out all Very right. Good. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I I was listening back to your remixes today, and I was like, "Oh my god, you've got so many with some incredible artists." Babe, I, do, I remember at one point I was like, I think it was like six months I'd done like twenty remixes or something. Fucking hell! I can't remember something Sorry. like that. It was like, excuse my language. <laughs> it was like back to back. I was like, remix, remix, remix. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then I just had to like calm it down a bit. Um, mm. So now it's like I'm being really selective if I do do a remix um, and making sure it's like properly worth worth my while yeah. to do it because I have to take myself away from my own stuff to do it. You exactly. Know? And like you said, you're f now focusing on your album. Yeah. Which, are we allowed to say when that's coming out? Are you allowed to say? Um, it's coming out. It's going to be, like <laughs> I can say like roughly, maybe yeah. like March-ish like, next year, but okay. it's not a set, like, yeah. but it will be round about that time. You're, you're making one, that's the point. Yeah, right? I'm making one and, yeah. and it'll be next year and it'll be more earlier than next year and um, it's on its way. So yeah, it's coming. That's exciting. And also your latest release, Only Owl, with Nimmo, featuring mm -hmm. Nimmo, um, which was on Times Square in New York. I know. What the hell? How yeah. was that? Was that really weird? Because obviously you weren't there, but no, you saw. I, I wish I was there. We're not allowed in America, are we? Oh, yeah, so, of course. Because well, my boyfriend was actually like, um, 
he was like, should we book a flight and just go? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't think we're allowed there, babe. So. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> oh, my God. But what was it like, like hearing that that was going to be there? Because you, you had one a uh, couple months ago as well with Amazon Music. Yeah, they yeah. did one for the... Um, I think it was like a New Year's, New Year's Eve, Eve yeah. like playlist I created. Um, I say a couple months ago, that was... I don't know, I've lost track of time. The way, the way my brain is nowadays, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know what year it is. Yeah, um, yeah I had the that one and then this one obviously was equally as special because, yeah, it was like the New Music Friday thing, which yeah. is quite hard, like quite hard to get. And um, I couldn't believe that they, yeah, I couldn't believe I got... <laughs> You know, because I was up there because it's they do a few people on it yeah. and it like rotates for them. It's like to have myself up there with like other big artists and um, me like this electronic artist. Yeah, that, you know, an electronic artist as well, which I think is actually a really important point because moments like that, obviously we 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 know and we see like the hip hop artists or people like that, but and a pop artist, but really cool to have yeah and i think normally a, produ- I don't know, yeah. a female producer as yeah. well so it's like normally if there was going to be an artist it's a electronic producer it was going to be like calvin harris or someone exactly. like that um and i always use them as an example and calvin <laughs> harris is sick so i'm not saying there's anything wrong with no but, it. but you know true. it's always a male yeah. it'd be like a male yeah. a david getter or something like <laughs> yeah that, you know yeah. you don't expect me especially someone that's come from like a, a more a little bit more left like Ooh. background and stuff on it um but then i would say that's probably one of my poppiest sounding songs that i've done um but yeah it was it was a shock and obviously like it hasn't fully sank sung, I'm, i never really get to celebrate because i'm always thinking about the next the thing next and thing. i'm like oh, i'll celebrate when this is done but then something else comes out i'll celebrate when this is done and i'm like i've got like a bottle <laughs> of champagne that i get someone bought me and like i'm like oh but i'll drink it when this happens and then it's like you know it just keeps <laughs> it goes past <laughs> yeah. that i mean champagne only gets better right is yeah, that, yeah so i mean birthday is that when you're gonna pop it um oh, babe i don't know because at first i was like also i was renovating a house i was like when the house is done i'll drink it and yeah, but like, the house is done no no it's not done there's like a few little bit you know like there's a little bit okay it has to be fully done yeah, like. but it's never gonna be done i know i know and then i was like oh when the album drops then the album date moved and then i was like okay so when this happens and yeah i don't know and then me i've got like there's this a uh, pact i made with my manager and i don't uh, actually i'm not gonna say what it is but it's gonna cost me a lot of money where we were gonna something we were gonna do for celebrating <laughs> and it's a lot of money like i don't have but i was like and that keeps getting and i'm like oh my god i've got to do that when i celebrate as well <laughs> Just have the champagne first. Have the champagne. I know, but when though, <laughs> Helena, there's never a right time to have the champagne. It's like it doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm like, if I have it tonight, but then I'm like, but I've still got this to do. This to do. This to do. It doesn't feel the like, you know, like that ah moment. Yeah, you've got to have the ah moment. Yeah, but when is that? I don't know. It never is. There's always something new. I like, think an album launch is probably. That's got to be. That's yeah. got to be because that's your first album. Yeah, it'll be my first album, and I'm hoping that I. Can... And an album too. Like uh, not not an EP, an, an album, album, which is so nice because Dave, an album is so hard. <laughs> it's so much harder. I than can only else. imagine. It's honestly it's the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I, I'm never. I am so stressed, and and then on top of trying to do the album, you've got everyone asking you to do all these other things. Yeah outside of that and you're like but isn't the most important thing that i write the album and it's yeah. like no but you should do this I mean, pr both. thing and this and that and but you got i'm like but if you keep interrupting me at like in the <laughs> middle of the day to go and to do this or go to do that i'm like how do you expect me to write the album there's only 24 hours in a day yeah that doesn't <laughs> seem enough <laughs> but to be fair it's come along quite far and yeah. it's, it's mainly like finishing demos at the moment and i'm just that's cool though so 
you've got it's it's happening it's it's on its way it's there's the, gonna be a lot of tracks finished well well a lot of tracks to choose from i don't know how many i'll put on the album i was gonna say because i mean we've come quite far in terms of in music it's quite rare you see like a full album now mm. it's always like a three Little. or four part album or ep more so so it's, it'll be at least 10 tracks probably more that's though. amazing that's what we've been waiting for yeah and i probably might stick on like i think i'll probably end up sticking on sister on there just because yeah. that, that was such a cool track and then maybe a few other tracks that, that did, should be did well that yeah. on there but so it, it would it probably will be more than 10 tracks because there will be yeah. some tracks that people have already heard and then a lot of new stuff as well mm. thrown in there um and yeah i'm excited and i'm excited i've got really like Me too. a really funny like bloody album cover idea but we'll see if that comes off like just because i just i hope it makes people laugh but does we'll it tie see. in with the jackfruit style uh no no it's actually gonna be it's gonna be i'm not gonna give away too much but okay. it's gonna be a picture it'll be a photograph but because i wanted to do something like a bit different from like animation mm. for the album but it's the i'll tell you privately about it <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair. yeah, fair, yeah. <laughs> i love that well final question Mm-hmm. Um, where can we see you next? What can we hear from you next? What's what's happening? The EP, obviously, only our EP is dropping. Um, the next single, Power, which I'm really excited about because it's like a bit more for the dance floor. Yeah. Um, I've been playing, I played that out a couple of times at the weekend and they went cool. down really well, which is cool. Um, and then there's a like the third track's like a more emotive track, like more traditionally mm. what I sound like. Um, and then we've got loads of gigs. Um, I've got gigs hopefully in like the US, but we can't. That's if I can get the the exemption thingy thing yeah. and get in the country. Um, and yeah, fully booked summer. I can't think of where I'm at Gala Festival. I'm at see you there. I'm gonna see you at Board Masters. I'll see you uh, there yeah, too. I'll see you there, girl. Um, <laughs> I've got a fabric. I'm playing fabric oh with Scream. Um, I'll probably come to that as well. Come to, please come. To, I wanted to come to your fabric gig, but obviously I was DJ and oh, I know. I feel going. like that was the same for a lot of us. Yeah, we were like, I want to go to everyone's, everyone's gigs. gigs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's lots on. The diary's Booked full at the moment. Um, we lost some international gigs, didn't we, Helena? Oh man, how sad about. Oh, we that. lost our back to back as well. I know. I know. Ooh, that would have been fun. Hopefully next year. Yeah. For sure. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, thank you so much for chatting. No, thanks for chatting today. to me and listening to me ramble on. I love it. This is what it's for. This is what the RA <laughs> exchange is for. It's for rambling and hearing all about what's going on in your life. It's been brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to RA's Exchange with Tisha and Helena Starr. I will have a new episode for you next week. Until then, our full archive is available for you to take in. And if you find something you love, please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts as it helps get our stories to more ears. <laughs>